Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannon. And in this episode, we're going to talk about navigating wage and hour compliance. Listen to as we discuss the relaunch of Disrupt Buffalo in April 2024. My amazing, awesome, wonderful, super cool guest today is Buffalo, New York-based Holly Novak, president at HMN Resources, LLC. Holly is a HR business advisor with 20 plus years of professional experience, including multi-state, multi-location startup HR management and client relations strategy. Her specialities include employment law compliance, HR policy, process development, HR solutions navigation, and much, much more. Holly, how are you? Welcome to the show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I very much appreciate the opportunity and the opportunity to get reconnected. Listeners, Holly and I have actually known each other for quite a long time, but it's only been recently that we have reconnected. Uh, So Holly is a previous uh, co-organizer of Disrupt HR Buffalo and an amazing co-organizer at that. And years ago, uh, HR Gazette covered Disrupt HR Buffalo. Um, this was back in like 2016, I think we did some interviews, including with uh, Janine Capozzi. So that that's in the first 100, gosh, in the first 100 episodes, listeners. So do check out that one. And Holly is a wonderful person, as I mentioned in the intro. Holly, why don't you tell everybody about yourself so they can they can also understand just how wonderful you are. Yeah, so I am the founder um, and president of HMN Resources, and we are a firm that um, specializes in, you know, HR for business and teams, and kind of just born out of um, a desire to, you know, move into the space where, you know, um, recognizing that foundations are important in HR, but also how that crosses over and helps with, like, you know, team dynamics and effective communication and and just um, how those are all kind of interrelated and connected, which some people um, try and segment off into siloed positions. So had a desire to do that. I've got Kim Brasco, um, who also was on the HMN team and has been here for seven over seven years. Um, and together we help predominantly small and medium-sized businesses with their HR needs. Um, and very often, you know, we're designing things that can speak to kind of a full spectrum of um, needs that they might have in the HR function or for their HR function, whether it be building it up for the first time, maybe, um, you know, coaching and upskilling someone that wants to take over the HR function in their organization um, or working with their teams, maybe their managers, their leadership to um, understand some of the core and basic concepts that are not only HR related, but maybe based in like communication and effective communication in the workplace. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Let's talk a bit more about how we connected that. Well, so um, I, I got lucky. You guys invited me down to to cover Disrupt Buffalo many years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, as regular listeners of this show will know, that I'm, I'm a big proponent of uh, the Disrupt HR series. I've been involved with um, San Francisco and Toronto in different ways over the years, um, uh, other chapters as well. Um, and then in the last couple of years, we got heavily involved with a bunch over in the UK. 
um, some in the Caribbean, which are still to be launched, and um, um, Buffalo. So I'm, I'm proud to tell you listeners, I'm one of the uh, new co-organizers of the Disrupt HR Buffalo uh, chapter. Um, it's an amazing chapter. The content over the years has been staggeringly good. So please do check out some of the past Disrupt Buffalo talks. Um, and Holly and the team did a fantastic job. And it's um, it's been very humbling the way that Holly's been helping. And so Holly, I just want to start there. Thank you again. Uh, for everything you've done to, to help us get things going again after the pandemic. Um, what makes Disrupt a unique event in your mind? What, what makes it special? Um, and what's that community like? Yeah, I guess that's a, they, you know I guess that's a pretty interesting question, right? Because the whole premise of it is to try is to really try and you know present unique ideas or different ways of thinking about you know, the HR pro, uh, profession or HR topics or talent topics or whatever, you know, it's kind of a wide, you know, a, a big bucket there of topics that we could have. Um, I believe what makes it, you really what makes it unique, it, well, there's probably a few things, right? And it's the combination of those things. But um, what we found in, in running the event was definitely um, the length of time and the format of the presentation. So we had, you know, very experienced speakers that would come to us and, you know, struggle a little bit with the format, right? Because you only have 15 seconds of slide, you've got five minutes total, and it really forces you to distill down and really focus on the main points or main um, themes that you're trying to get across to the audience. Um, so it was a, that was a challenge. Um, I think that was interesting. And we, we always did promote it as something like when we were looking at um, what was being submitted as topics and things, you know, what were the topics that we felt like were um, kind of like things that people hadn't heard before um, that might be an interesting take on something. And so I think, you know, the combination of really committing to that um, new fresh ideas um, and the format itself makes it really unique. Uh, in Buffalo especially, it, it, it definitely gained traction um, over the years. I think the last year that we did the event, we had over, I think we had roughly 240 people in attendance. Um, and we it included everyone in the HR community um, and, you know, kind of brought everyone t together for something that was very fun and the opportunity too, to like show a little personality, right? Sometimes we don't get that in the, <laughs> and, and, you know, in the workplace. Um, and so it was, it, it really, really was a fun event. And then of course COVID, right? And so I'd always viewed it, I guess this is what makes it unique too. I'd always viewed it as something that we'd get it started, we'd get it up and running, and then we would be able to hand it over to, you know, the next organizers that were interested in, in running a Disrupt HR event. So COVID happened, we were, you know, we were on that path, COVID happened, and really the event, I think some of the uniqueness of it was the energy that was created because it was an in-person event, right? So it kind of fizzled out, and then I, and then I learned that, um, you know, it, the HR Gazette was picking it up, that bill you were picking up, and I was super excited about that because... <laughs> Before COVID, I was on the path of, okay, who's next? Who's next? Who's grabbing the reins next, right? And so, um, as you mentioned, very happy to provide you with, you know, you know, answer your questions, provide you with any information that you were looking for to make it successful. Um, but yeah, so I think, so I think in short, 
there's a combination of things that make Disrupt a unique event. Um, it's an opportunity to show personality, right? N new ways of thinking about HR topics um, and the format itself where it really forces the speakers to distill down to those most important points that they're trying to make related to their idea. Okay, so you've seen a lot of talks over the years at Disrupt HR Buffalo, maybe other um, Disrupt as well, potentially. Uh, can, you, can you maybe suggest one or two that folks should for sure check out so there's one and and you know what i should have before i got on here with you i should have gone back and confirmed what the name and the and i think this talk was out when we first you know because the process with the licensing and all of that and i was i researched it a little bit um and there was a topic that came out of i believe it was denver colorado's disrupt hr and the topic was about um, the title of it had something to do with why HR should be having idea sex, right? And so you look at that and you're like, oh my gosh, right? The point of that talk was that our HR needs to be getting out and talking with other departments in the organization, marketing, finance, um, operations, and Really, that's the key to coming up with fresh new ideas and different ways of looking at things and, and better ways to, you know, operate and put processes together. And it just struck me um, also being very interested at, in the creative problem solving world that that's it. That's how you that's how you do better ideation. That's how you become more innovative. And I really appreciated that topic and the and. Um, I think that's one that, you know, if you go back on to the Disrupt site, hope, I don't know if that would still be up there because this is, we're probably talking like 2015-ish, early 2016, um, but that was one that I always, my mind always thinks about when I think about, you know, Disrupt HR and, and the desire to get it launched. So. The next Disrupt HR Buffalo listeners, if you are in the Niagara, Western New York area, um, or you want to travel from afar because you know it's going to be really cool and you should totally be there, uh, is uh, Thursday, April the 11th. It's at the, and I'm going to uh, murder this pronunciation, the Hof Brauhaus, um, which is a, like a big German beer hall, I believe, uh, in the center of Buffalo. It's just across the street, basically, from uh, from Holly's office. <laughs> so when Holly and I were chatting about it, she's like, oh, yeah, it's just there. Look, you can see out the window. There it is. Um, and uh, <laughs> before we hit record today, Holly, <laughs> Holly, Holly suggested that um, there might be kind of a, a pre-event event at her uh, office. Uh, details to be confirmed and be worked out and whatnot. Um, but we'll for sure uh, add a link in the show notes uh, around that too. Holly, do you want to add anything about uh, your, your thoughts about maybe what that daytime piece could look like uh, on the on the 11th of April. Yeah, um, well, and it was funny, as you said, we were talking and I would just move my camera and I said, there it is. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it right now as I'm sitting at my at my desk uh, talking with you. So, um, you know, I have a space where I feel like we could um, get some people together and, you know, um, maybe have a little pre-event. Um, you know, if people are interested in getting together, we, you know, we do invite our HR coach workshop participants 
to a monthly session. We are, our monthly session in April will be the Disrupt HR event. So we're thinking maybe later, like earlier and later in the afternoon, but before the event, we can meet up here at the office and then um, walk over to the event uh, together. So if any, you know, if anyone's interested, we, like you said, Bill, we'll put out more details. We'll put a link out to that. Um, so people are, anyone is welcome to join. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, so we are we're recording this particular episode actually at the very end of 2023, uh, expecting it to go out probably in February or early March, uh, closer to the build up of the actual event on April 11th. But so far, we do have some folks confirmed. So um, uh, folks involved include my mate, Jack Martin, who's the president at uh, J. Fitzgerald Group based in Lockport. Uh, in Western New York. Um, Pauline James, who's the founder and president of Anchor HR Services. She's coming down from Toronto and she's done various talks up there. Um, the awesome Pat Whelan, who's the president and CEO of the Canadian American Border Trade Alliance. Apparently, who Pat doesn't know in Buffalo ain't worth knowing, apparently. Uh, Chris Bjorling, who's the president of the Fidelo Inc. and also a co-host with me of the People and Performance podcast. So um, he gets on this show quite a lot as well. Uh, and he, he does lots of things here with us at HR Gazette. Um, just a few more for you. Uh, a, a wonderful lady who started an awesome food business a few years ago uh, called uh, Re Dolnik. Uh, Rita Sucret, who's another person coming down from Toronto. Uh, she is the learning lead at Hemsley Fraser. And uh, yeah, and yours truly. Um, I'm hoping if, if, if everything works out, I'll be doing a talk there at, uh, at Buffalo, um, which is nerve wracking, but also lots of fun. OK, so uh, let's change focus a little bit now. We've got about five or six more minutes for this particular conversation today. And I want to understand a bit more about HMN resources uh, with over 35 years of experience. You guys focus on simple, sustainable and well coordinated solutions. How do you ensure that your, your uh, HR solutions remain adaptable in the face of evolving business landscapes and workforce dynamics? Yeah, and that's a great question, Bill. And it really boils down to the foundations, right? And getting the foundations right. One of those is that you know, we have to recognize our workforces as human beings, right? And I think that's been more, even more pressed upon us through the through COVID, right? And adapting and learning about more about people and the, you know, what they have going on in their whole lives, how we could be more supportive as employers. Um, and then there's guide rails. You know, there's there's the con there's the concept that there are some guide rails that are just unchanging that we have to work within. And those are typically very foundational concepts, which go back to, you know, how our workplaces are formed based on, you know, the regulations that we have to adhere to. Um, and I kind of sometimes describe those as like baselines. And then if we have ideas or things we want to do, let's recognize those guide rails or baselines and then use those as like, and then we can jump off from there, right? <laughs> as long as we are, um, as long as we're, as we're adhering to those. And I think it's also, you know, the workplaces might evolve, but as I've said, we're working with human beings. So there are always basic communication um, skills and reinforcement and 
a lot of it really is just getting back to basics and those basics don't change, right? We, you know, we even, I can give you an example of even, you know, we've had, and we've had a little bit of a pendulum swing with this and a lot of, we, we experience that in HR, there's a lot of pendulum swinging, right? So years ago with performance reviews, oh, maybe we don't want to do these anymore. You know, if we were, if we, especially if we were talking about an annual review, right? Oh, okay. We don't, this, this isn't working. It's like once a year, it's not helpful. We're going to just not do these. And then the pendulum swung back a little bit and said, hey, now, you know, we still need to have something like a check-in, right? Because we get so caught up in talking about what we need to get done. We don't talk about the how. We don't talk about, we don't spend time to just set aside and give people, you know, feedback or whatever you want to call it, right? So now it's like, okay, yeah, we still need to set aside this time, but we're going to do it more frequently and we're going to do it with, you know, um, maybe at times a little more informally, even if we have a more formal one a couple times a year. So the pendulum, the pendulum swings, right? And I think another example of that is remote work and hybrid work. So we, our pendulum was forced, right, to have people working remotely. Um, we found that this can be a highly, you know, favored and, and, um, and even at times effective way um, for some of our workforce to be able to work. But the pendulum's swinging back, right? Even the people that, um, it seems all the studies I've looked at is that people don't necessarily want, some people are, um, but a lot of people would like a hybrid setup um, so that they can work with other people. And so we've seen that pendulum swing back a little bit. Um, from from its other position. So you can see that though, even with those, there are still basic um, principles that get applied. So human beings are human beings, right? We Generally speaking, we like to interact and engage and be around other people. So being 100% remote um, doesn't work for everyone, right? And the opportunity to engage with colleagues in person, um, certainly you can have more effective communication. You can have um, those, um, you know, we'll draw it back to disrupt HR, right? That whole premise of that talk on having ideas X, right? Works because you stand at the water cooler, walk past each other in the workplace and have like a one-off conversation that just doesn't get scheduled when we're working remotely and using virtual, you know, meeting um, technology. And so, you know, those, those basic foundation principles carry through no matter kind of what the evolution is, right? We're always drawn back to those basics. And I think that's what we always kind of keep top, top of mind is not to overcomplicate things. And how do we, how do we be the most effective as an employer um, with our teams and our people? Um, and, and at the same time, you know, not overcomplicating it, right? Um, because we know really the core tenants are we, we work with human beings and we always are going to have those guide rails that we have to work within. Okay, thank you very much. We are almost out of time. We've got like a minute and a half here uh, left for today's call. Um, so two quick questions for you. Uh, I'm going to challenge you to answer the next one in 60 seconds or less. What, Bill? Um, and um, it, it pertains to what I mentioned in the intro, that's navigating wage and hour compliance and how that can be very challenging. Uh, in 60 seconds or less, Lee, what are your top tips for HR pros in maintaining compliance in this ever-evolving landscape of employment law? And maybe it's what you've already mentioned there in terms of you know, not making it too complicated, working within those guide rails. Tell us more. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Challenge on. Um, I think really it's what we just tell, and we tell this to, you know, our. You have to know. You have to bookmark or have at the at the ready those resources that can help you when those things are changing, right? And so in the states here, really it's being connected and bookmarking the the U.S. the Federal Department of Labor, your state Department of Labor, or however many states you're operating in, um, being attached to like employment law attorney newsletters, the SHRM, you know, being a member of SHRM or your and and your local chapters that are always doing legal updates. And once you get your experience going, you kind of learn the cadence of the state you're in and how the wage and hour is evolving, right? We do know in general that there's, especially in the last few years, there's been a real push to increase wages, especially minimum wage. In New York, for example, where we are coming out of Buffalo, um, you know, every year the, the state hourly and salary thresholds go up. And so you can almost anticipate that. They don't tend to sometimes finalize part of it until very close to the end of the year. But, you know, you're never going to remember everything, right? You're never going to be able to um, always remember everything. But if you can have those those resources bookmarked, you know where to go to make sure you're up to date, um, that helps out tremendously. And just lean on those periodically, you know, make sure you're on newsletters and that you do your, you're doing your best to stay up to date with those changes. And listening to cool podcasts that talk about these sorts of things, of course. Okay, and just finally right. for today, how can we? Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, shameless plugs all the time, eh, dear, dear. Uh, just finally, how can we learn more about you and connect with you? So maybe that's LinkedIn, email address, whatever you want to share there. And of course, how can we learn more about HMN resources? Yeah, so website, hmnresources.com. Um, we are on LinkedIn. That's probably our most active social media channel that we're on. And then we always, you know, if you want to get in touch with us, hrinfo at hmnresources.com. Amazing. That just leaves me to say for today, Holly, you are a superstar. Thank you very much for being my guest. Thank you for having me. I enjoy it. I'm re I'm really looking forward to the relaunch of Disrupt on April 11th. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. And I'm looking forward to helping out. Amazing. Um, and again, if you're in the area, come along and join us. Shake our hands. Say hello. Tell us all about yourselves. Uh, but for now, listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.